Welcome to episode 41 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa and I'm coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm sorry this has been delayed. There has been a lot going on. One, it's been Thanksgiving and as you know, that is the worst time of the year for me at work. Also, this episode was three hours long and it has been absolutely ridiculous to edit. There was some banter in the beginning that I wanted to cut out and I'm trying to add music and I'm trying to cut it down so that it's not a three-hour episode and it's turned into kind of a daunting experience for somebody who's not much of an editor. But I am learning. I've learned uh, some tricks of the trade while doing this. So this is part one. I broke it down. I'm probably going to break it down into two, maybe three episodes. There's not a lot of music on here. There's actually just like two songs and that's it. I'm going to create a playlist on Spotify, including the bands that we speak about. So this episode was inspired by an episode that I saw on Sea of Tranquility, the YouTube channel, both in the Prog Seat and Hudson Valley Squares. They did a social media challenge, which was a series of questions about your music interests and your music not so interests, I guess. So I thought it'd be fun to have a couple of guys on to chit chat about it. And the two guys that are on this podcast is George from the Judas Priest cast and Quinn from the And Volume For All podcast. Fergal Trainer from Feckin' Metal was supposed to be on, but it didn't happen and he was sorely missed. So without further ado, here is episode 41, part one of the Social Media Challenge with Quinn and George. <laughs> Stop him when his cause was set. To conquer each fear and to push every boundary. 
So the reason why we have gathered, and we Virgo was supposed to join us, but we don't know what happened to him. But it is after midnight. It's in, Friday uh, night. It's after midnight in uh, in Dublin, so we don't know. He could be passed out somewhere. It's good because I I'm I was too nervous to meet him anyway. I feel like I Well, he, he's the man, the myth, and the legend. He was looking forward to meeting you, though, so well, it's going to be sad that he missed us. I'm going to be like I'm going to be like Sean Penn from Sweet and Low Down, just dodging Django Reinhardt at every chance because I'm too nervous to meet him. <laughs> oh, right. There you, you go. You couldn't find someone who's more welcoming. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's 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 a great guy. This show is a take on um, something that I saw on Sea of Tranquility. YouTube channel, and it's called the Social Media Music Challenge, which I didn't see it on social media, but so there's a series of questions. I thought it would be fun if we went around the horn, answered the questions, and talked to each other about our picks. Quinn, since you're kind of the new guy, because I know George, you can go first. So you want to just give us your list, and we'll chime in well to to probably admonish you for some, some things as well you should all right Quinn so band you hate oh it's so tough to say hate because like I want to you know I want to be encouraging of all all artists and everything but there are bands I definitely hate I hate kiss I fucking hate kiss um I hate kiss because um really I feel like th- their aesthetic is is what people think metal is mm-hmm. and their sound is has nothing to do with it it's just party time rock and roll I like the I don't like songs I don't like rock and roll songs about rock and roll and I don't really like rock and roll songs about I don't really want to hear about sex and it I mean I'm sure it's fine but it's just like that's all it is to me and so it just seems like um Kiss I'm going to say like, ACDC is not in your wheelhouse. Quinn. Not in my wheelhouse. You know what? Which is so funny because they're one of the bands that I absolutely loved when I was a kid. But I loved them because it was like I would always get the same thing. I'd get an ACDC <laughs> album. And now as you know, an adult who's like studied art and <laughs> art history and things like that, I'm like, oh, it is, it's a product. And, and I, I'm just – that's fine. Good for them. It's great. ACDC's doing their thing. Wonderful. And I'm and they've got some killer licks. They're really talented. Back in Black's a great album. I I still love Bon Scott. You know what I mean? Like there's stuff that's good in my heart. But yeah, Kiss is to me like um it's all it's all marketing and um and I I kind of resent the fact that people it's sort of like people outside of metal think that that's what metal is. And so to me it's there's a, definitely an aversion there. I will say the other one that I'm probably going to get murdered for, either here or elsewhere, is Led Zeppelin. Really? Yeah, I really don't like Led Zeppelin. I liked Led Zeppelin when I was younger, and so much of the something about them always was just like, yeah, Led Zeppelin. But there's just something I don't know. There's just something I, I that didn't res- resonate with me. Um, some of the um, some of Robert Plant's vocalizations are a bit a bit much. So there's an aesthetic thing, but mostly it's the fact that they just stole massive massive amounts of music from yes. black artists and didn't give them credit, and that sucks. And it sucks because they're so fucking talented, and they have they're great. They have incredible um they're, they're incredible musicians, and they're a great band. And they could have don't they didn't have to do that. And they didn't have to do it. So that's 
those are my two bands that I always go, Ugh. people are like, you must love Led Zeppelin. I don't. I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> George. George. Yeah, Melissa, you? when you sent me this list, I said, are, are you trying to make us gain some new haters? But <laughs> Well, I think I know the answer to your, your I hate. Oh, you know exactly what I'm going to say. And listen, I'm sorry, Corn fans, but they're the band I hate. And Rob Halford has the first Corn album in one of his top ten favorite metal albums. I'm sure there's something about it that's good that I'm not seeing. But when I hear that music, it is like the screeching of traffic accidents and alarms all rolled into the one just unlistenable pile. And it makes me feel bad, and I don't like it. I'm sorry if you like it, but... Corn is the last band I ever want to hear. You know, it's funny because I, when I was I was doing an episode on the development of, you know, going through the history of metal, and when I got to new metal, I was like, I had been finding myself saying for years, those first two Corn albums are good, though. Those first two Corn albums are good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Because I loved them when I was in, you know, pre-high school. And then I went back and listened to them, and I was like, oh, no, these are terrible. These are really, really bad. Like, Hard to listen to bad. The nursery rhyme song from the first. Uh, yeah, that's horrible. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I heard it and I was like, what was I thinking? It, it's weird. There. It's weird because I always said the same thing. I said, well, the first album, because I own the first album. I haven't listened to it in 30 years. But it's like I owned the album. I, I own the album. So I was kind of like, well, I must have liked it at some point or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I, I've since I've seen them live and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. But um, <laughs> it's funny because they're on my list as well. But the band that I dislike even more than them is Limp Biscuit. I have no I just have no idea how they even got a record deal. Uh, I don't. Well, yeah, at the, at the time, at the time they thought we could we can sell this to people who like rap and people who like metal. And it was like, no, no, they're bad at both of those things. Yeah, they're awful. And, I, I mean, I've seen them live, and it's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. And the lyrics are atrocious, too. It's just the whole, the whole thing is just the whole thing is just a hot mess. It's a, and it's a really I, high bar. Like, that's really hard to be able to do metal, one, and hip-hop to be able to do them, to, to synthesize them well. That's like, you know, it's a high wire act, and we're hiring Fred Durst to do that. <laughs> who can't even, who, who's not even a, not even a good um, tattoo artist, right? He famously <laughs> tattooed, who was one of the corn guys, I don't remember which one it was, but, right, and he fucked up his tattoo. <laughs> Told me he was a tattoo artist when he really wasn't. I don't know. The kid's Fred a mess. Is, yeah, he's like a he's an example of like failing upward, I guess, for an entire life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I will say the only thing was that they. No, did you see that they remember they did the the cover of uh, Sanitarium? Oh did God, you no! I, see that? Somebody recently pointed out that that happened, and I think I edited it out of my brain. Yeah, so it was. No, that didn't happen. It was MTV did some like um, it was like a, a Metallica tribute show or Metallica, I don't know, congratulating them for something. I don't remember what it was. Do you remember that, George? Or are you too young? You might be too young. Oh, boy, Melissa, I think you're bringing up something I wish I didn't know because I've never <laughs> heard of this. No, matter of fact, here's the funny thing about that show is Avril Levine 
saying fuel. <laughs> I remember so hearing about Google that. Google that. Uh, I heard that. YouTube part. that, boys and girls. The last five minutes have hurt me. They've hurt me. I can't believe that that happened. It's, yeah, it's not it's, bad, but that one was, feels weird. And <laughs> I don't, I don't know if she quite did that song justice for all. <laughs> but I'm sure, both. I'm sure she's fine. I don't really know anything about her, but just that entire like you're gonna choose to do a Metallica song and you're gonna do something after. Well, I guess they. I mean, she's a pop artist, though. I mean, I, know. I don't yeah. think she's going to go out there and scream metal militia. I want to hear her do battery. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, how cool would that be? But <laughs> I think they, they they just, like, picked songs. It was like a, I don't remember what it was, their anniversary, was like a 30th anniversary time, yeah. or whatever it was. It was, yeah, yeah. So um, you, have to, you have to go back and see if you can uh, YouTube that that fiasco. But but uh, Fred did get up and do, do his uh, sanitarium and uh, not a very good cover of it by my dad that's why they're the band you hate yeah yeah i just i'm not a massive new metal person and part of that might be my age that it's not my era it's not my angst yeah it's it's not i mean i was already in my 30s by the time that came around so Uh, yeah i feel like new metal is a new metal is a hangover for us all I went through it, and I'm like, that's the thing. I'm waking up and rolling over next to Jonathan Davis and going, oh, oh what did I do? What have I done? No. Yeah, listen, yeah. every generation had their sort of mainstream metal scene. And, you know, Melissa, you had to go through the whole glam metal era. And Ooh, Quinn, yeah. you had all that new metal when you were at that formative stage as a metalhead. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I had to put up with some really, really generic metalcore that a lot of my social scene was listening to. Yeah. And that there's there's some good metalcore, just like there's some good glam and new metal. You know, not I don't listen to a ton of it, but no no subgenre has been without its good parts. But there's, well, there's also I mean, there's, a there's also a lot of here junk. But I'm, I actually I'm I like I like the first couple of I liked the first couple of Slipknot albums. I actually I I liked them, but. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I actually like a lot of metalcore. I, I don't mind metalcore. Uh, some of it's, you know, the, the big, a lot of the big popular stuff is kind of garbagey, but there's some crazy, I love, you know, Every Time I Die is one of my favorites. I fucking love that band. And I, and I know they're a little bit more on the hardcore-ish edge, but I, I really liked them. And, um, I would say the bands that have a lot more substance in that scene, have gone on and survived and yeah. had longer careers. Like every time I die, kill switch engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still around I, I like and they're still switch killing engaged. it because yeah, they rose like to the top. Switch as well. Uh, Caden, Caden uh, had uh, heavy pendulum this year and it's, that's, that's just a killer album. They, you know, had a lot of metal core right. early on. All right, Quinn, number two. Oh man, you, you're always starting with me. I'm just, I yeah. feel like I'm just like, Oh, hey, we're going, we're going you don't want to bat lead off anymore. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll bat Ricky Henderson here. Um, most overrated. Uh, God, I am just going to – I'm walking into it. Rolling Stones. I think that the Rolling Stones um, are – you know, there was a couple years ago – maybe it was a couple years ago. I don't, time means nothing anymore. Um, right. Keith Richards was bagging on Sabbath for something. Um, and I, I was just like, why would he, why would he choose to do that? Why would he, why would he do that? And the more I dig into it, the more I, I realize, you know, Sabbath 
is one of the most distinct like before and after moments in like mm-hmm. heavy Absolutely. music. Like you you don't get a stronger contrast. And I think the Rolling Stones great band, great musicians, but they made a, a lot of um you know, they they were sort of synonymous with rock and roll, but I think a lot of it is to me they didn't they didn't really innovate a lot. It was well, kind of like Zeppelin, right? They kind of took the the blues it, and, and rocked it up. And if you want to hear where Rolling Stones were going to go in their discography, listen to the Beatles album that came up before it. Like, it, it, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, um, probably a lot of, uh, you know, living in the shadow of the Beatles that, that, it comes that that sort of comes out but like Mick Jagger as a front man I, you know not into sexy not into I'm just not into it he's not he's sexy not, so he, he, okay good. not anymore no he's 105 he was, he was in my opinion never sexy yeah so the Rolling Stones had some cool stuff some good songs but honestly I just I, I to me it's like it's have you ever seen them no nah, I haven't I haven't I wouldn't go see them. I mean, it's like it's like they're a greatest hits they're a greatest hits album band, and I'm just not that kind of music person. I don't want to listen. I don't want to put music on in the background. I want to sit down and listen to an album, and it just doesn't seem like the Rolling Stones are are not are not for me. I no. think they're okay. you, you have to mortgage your house now anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? a child or something, or, you know. Or you Springsteen. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll mortgage right. Springsteen's house this time. <laughs> All right, George. Okay, a band that I think is overrated. Melissa, you're just begging for us to get even more hate mail now. Yeah, and that's it. I am going to say Anthrax. Oh, and wow. it, Anthrax. It always struck me as just a little bit like, how did Anthrax get into the, the big, big four of thrash? I can see that. You've got like. Yeah. Testament and Exodus and Overkill. Right over here, guys. Listen, Anthrax has had really killer songs. In fact, every album they've made has like two or three killer songs. And then the rest I don't care about. Yeah. Like they, they haven't made any albums where I think they're really great all the way through. They're a band that, uh, I've, as someone named Schmick on Twitter would refer to as a greatest hits band mm. where their greatest hits album is just ripper after banger after hit. Right. And then when you go check out their full albums, it's just not that same kind of consistent quality all the right. way through. Yeah. You know what? I was raised on um, state of euphoria. It was like one of the albums when I was a kid that came out that I absolutely loved. And yeah, in hindsight, it, I, honestly, I think sound white noise is their, is their, best record and that's yeah. way after they actually you know hit the the peak of popularity but i kind of agree with you it sort of seems like the withered limb on the body of the big four yeah i mean i i i actually i really do excuse me i really do like anthrax but i don't know that they they belong in the big four either i i would definitely i prefer testament over them um and and exodus and and there's just you know there's a lot of other bands that i just think that could be high you know well, maybe maybe Megadeth could be two of the big four, you know? Just, just Metallica could just be all four of the big four, yeah. right? Yeah, Metallica's all four. There you go. That's a great one. Yeah. Great idea. I don't know I don't know much about math, but I think we really came to a solution here, guys. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, you, you get back to the rap meets metal thing, and, you know, Anthrax kind of, well, I mean, I guess yeah, technically. Yeah, I'm the man. Aerosmith. 
started that, but yeah, and friggin' noise. Really, hey, listen, that was a great noise. song. That was a crossover of metal and rap that I thought was done real well. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. You know, um, I loved that. I loved that uh, version of Walk This Way. And when I got older, I was like, oh no, I like the Aerosmith version better. And now that I've gotten even older, I go, no, the Run DMC version. The Run DMC is is the shit. And I love Run DMC way more than I love Aerosmith. <laughs> Another thing I agree with you on, Quinn. Oh, you don't you're not an Aerosmith fan? Yeah, I used to be and now Steven Tyler's voice annoys me and uh they got very, very poppy later into their career. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, I checked out. I, I the whole A's and get a grip and all that pump. I checked out. Pump. Yeah. Pump I, was pump was one when I was a kid that was really popular and that I really liked, but I I've sort of as I've gotten more and more into music, as I've gotten older, I really want a band that has like a project. I want to know what you're doing. What is the thing that you want to say? You know, the Beatles want to expand things and they want to change pop and Black Sabbath wants to deconstruct the world around them. And, and Aerosmith is a band making songs. And I just that isn't that interesting. And now, now they're not, not even. I mean, not house. even they're not yeah. even making songs anymore because they right. the outside writers, right? They, they just, yeah. That those those albums that we just named, it was just a lot of like, you know, it was basically like a pop album, you know, because you've got the outside writers and you've got the, you know, it's not it's not a band. When you think of a band, you think of a band as doing the writing and the arranging and the right, you know, all the all the legwork. Listen, you said you don't want to hear songs about rock and roll, and you don't want to hear old men singing about sex, sex with right. women of questionable age. And <laughs> so it may, it stands to reason that Aerosmith isn't going to be on your taste it's radar. Taking all days. the boxes. Um, you know what? The other, I was in a grocery store or something, and I heard um, uh, "Devil in the Deep Blue Sea." That you know the song off of Pump, and I was like, you know what? I was totally, that is a fantastic song. I really, that's a great song, and I really need to reinvestigate that. I went and looked it up, and I found out they stole it. Yeah, <laughs> I was guys. like, come on, you suck. Yeah. yeah. I think that Alan Smith, much like the Rolling Stones um, and the band that I'm going to get ready to talk about, is like a, um, there's a nostalgia to it, right? So Alan mm. Smith just recently played Fenway Park. They're from Boston. They're playing Fenway Park. It's a whole uh, nostalgia thing. I didn't go because I was with George seeing Haunt <laughs> that mm. night in uh, NYC. But like, I know a lot of people that went, you know, and it was just kind of like more of a whole nostalgia thing, you know what I mean, than maybe even actually a uh, to go see a band. You know, so for me, overrated. Um, everybody kind of knows what I'm going to say on this, and good thing Fergal's not here to yell at me. Is um, Guns and Roses? Oh, I loved boy. the first album. Mm-hmm. I liked bits and pieces of the next couple albums. I feel like they, and we saw this on Twitter today about a band that's kind of rested on their laurels, has kind of like taken something that they did, you know, 30 years ago, and just ran with it, and hasn't really done anything since. I mean. Whether you like or dislike the new, the last couple Iron Maiden albums or even the last couple Judas Priest albums, at least they're moving forward. At least they're creating. And I feel like Guns N' Roses is another example of a band that just rusted on their laurels. That it's, it's become just, um, like their shows are just, it's just kind of like a greatest hits sort of nostalgia type of thing for a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not going to be like, 
I'm just never going to be super excited to hear new music from like some of my favorite bands of all time. Like I'm just not going to be like, yes, oh man, I can't wait to hear the new Metallica album. Like they gave me what no, I need from them. Yeah. But, but I'm with you in that like, yeah, what, I mean, it sort of seems like accidental genius. Maybe. Right. I mean, I sort of, I, I feel the same way. I don't necessarily know that I would want to listen to it or, but at least, you know, at least, I don't know, at least try. I just yeah. feel like they captured lightning in a bottle and they could never redo that. They yeah. never could recapture that. Of course. And, There's you know, no and, and the use your illusions is just, you know, I mean, you could easily make one album out of that. Just to, to, to tie it all back around to uh, our metalcore discussion, uh, there's a great line in Every Time I Die song. Um, Keith Buckley said, I can't go back to what I was, Metallica without the drugs. Right, and the same thing with Guns N' Roses, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, And, you know, what's funny about that is we were just talking about Slipknot. Listen, I, as a human being, I want people to thrive and survive. I want them to be in a happy marriage. I want them to be clean and sober and healthy. Mm-hmm. If that's what they, you know, if they need, if, if they've got a problem with drugs and alcohol, yeah, I want them to be their best. self. I, I want Corey Taylor to, to live to be an old man and, and enjoy his kids and grandkids and, and, and enjoy his life. That said, he made his best music when he was completely fucked up. <laughs> Sure. A lot and of now yeah. he's not, and you can't you can't do that over again. You can't. There's not. There's not the same angst, and there's not the same sorrow, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not they're not the same. And it's okay. They're not coping I mean, with you, the same pain. You, you'd right. rather. I mean, I'd I'd rather him obviously be healthy, right, in mind and body, of course, as a human, but. Yeah, musically, I mean, like... But the thing I always think is, like, come to life where you're at. You don't need to go back to a thing that you don't understand anymore. Right. What if you make an album about how you can't get back to the thing you don't understand anymore? That's something. That's real. That we can... But when you, when, you know, you when you try to go back to doing something that isn't really what... Isn't where you're at anymore, it's just... It fe- we immediately smell the phony. Yeah, it just it just falls flat. It just falls flat, yeah, and that's why that's for the last few albums I've just been like, "What is this? I don't even, I don't even, I can't relate." Not that I could totally relate to them, because like I said, I'm much older than them. But this is just completely disingenuous to some degree. Yeah, I get you. That's when you get something like Black Sabbath thirteen. You know, oh. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk later, George. Oh, yeah, listen, yeah. I know you forgot that Sabbath episode in the works, Quinn. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm conflicted on it. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, it's Yeah, well, it's, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I know. We do we'll never stop talking about it. All right, well, um, I have a list of them here. I have a bunch of bands that I think are underrated, and they're, of course, they're like, why doesn't everyone love these as much as I do? And I think The Ocean is a big one. I just don't understand why they're not the biggest band in metal. They're f- fucking amazing, and they just keep putting out consistently great music, but some people don't like prog post, so I get that. Druids is another band that I absolutely love. I open and close all my shows with Druids. I just think that they've made incredible music that is like... 
it just feeds my soul. I love them so much. And, uh, you know, another one that I think is underrated is Acid Bath. I just don't think people uh, like Acid Bath put out two albums and they're perfect. And it's great sludge if you like sludge. Mm-hmm. And I discovered them just a couple of years ago. Discovered them like like it's a like it's an ancient tomb or something. But like I just yeah, did. Hold on know. there, Columbus. <laughs> I've unleashed the Acid Bath curse. I didn't, you know, I just didn't stumble on them. I wasn't well-educated enough to know about them. So uh, I, and now I'm like, why wasn't everyone screaming at me to listen to Acid Bath? Um, but I think the one that I really wanted to list was the band that for some reason, like, just gets so much hate and I think is one of my favorites and is one of the bands that brought me back into heavy metal, and that's Mastodon. Because I think oh, Mastodon, I love Mastodon too. brilliant, and I've seen them a number of times, and I know that they've changed musically, you know, uh, and a lot of people don't appreciate that. But I also think, like, Leviathan to Crack the Sky is a trilogy that just, gee, I don't know how you top it in modern metal. And I think a lot of people, for some reason, I don't know, they just t- like to take shots at Mastodon. I love Mastodon, and Leviathan is my favorite Mastodon album. Oh, it's a great you album. You can't get popular without getting haters. That's I think true. I think Ghost is an incredible band. Absolutely. And people yeah. will go out of their way to say they're the worst band of all time. And I'm like, no. really? You know, I, no. if you don't like them, I appreciate that. But the worst band of all time, I think they're pretty fucking good. Yeah, I really like their first album. I didn't. Like yeah, the first album after, was awesome. I didn't like much after that, but I don't. I don't get why the why the hate is so so strong. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a fun band or whatever. And I, the first album for me is the best. Of course, it's the heaviest. That's probably why. But I mean, I can appreciate them. I mean, I just I, I just saw them on this last tour, and I mean, the new album's fun. You know, I I don't sit around listening to it. I'm not going to lie to anybody, but I get it. You know, I yeah, they're entertaining. As a storyteller, too, I like that they have created this whole, or he has created this whole, you know, cosmos. And there's a storyline, and there's soap opera, and there's drama to it, and the theatricality is through the roof. That's really cool. It's really cool. And then I was like, ooh, I I should really go back and listen to it. And I did, and I was like, yeah, it's not really my thing, but... He put a saxophone solo in a metal song, and I, I'm like, yeah, get weird. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I will defend weirdos as long as they're honest, and they seem like honest weirdos. I don't think it's metal. I think it's, you know, yeah, leans not more towards pop, but definitely. They're not as bad as I think. Awesome. All right, George. Yeah, I'll give you an artist who I think is pretty damn underrated. I'm going to say Blaze Bailey, and specifically as a solo artist now. I agree. We've got a lot of listeners who are probably Iron Maiden fans because Melissa is such a huge Iron Maiden fan. A lot of Maiden fans, they don't have the time of day for Blaze Bailey. Right. And I get it. He so was in Iron Maiden for a pretty brief stint. Two His albums. albums are not the most loved among the Maiden fan community. Mm-hmm. And I understand why. They, they've got some filler and some songs where they made some weird choices. But the thing is... Once Blaze was out of Iron Maiden, that was, like, creatively the best thing for him, and he was able to make himself a really quality solo career and release these albums in the traditional metal scene where I think he went for a sound similar to Iron Maiden mm-hmm. but with more down-tuned guitars to accommodate the way that his voice does not sound like Bruce Dickinson. Right. And he actually is pretty unique in that he's one of the more prominent 
baritone queen singers in heavy metal. You know, when you think about traditional metal, you're so used to hearing the ah at the top of their lungs, mm-hmm. like the high voice. I'll quit your day job, George. I'm not going to. Don't worry. The falsetto thing, yeah. Like nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, I mean, depending on when Rob Halford's doing it, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just depends. It's it's all it's all how it's done. It's just like a metal growl. Like, it, it all depends on how it's done. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I, you know, I've never heard any of Blaze Bailey's uh, solo stuff. I've never no, there's your homework. Right. Okay. And listen, if it's something yeah, that, yeah. It's something speak- that I would recommend to Iron Maiden fans, if they've never checked it out, why don't you just, like, take a couple songs and give them a chance? He's writing stuff that's pretty similar to Maiden just with his own unique flavor to it. And I think that's pretty cool. Hmm. He's some of the sort of the Tony Martin of Iron Maiden. Yes. I would agree. You, you, totally. You know, if you like a whole story and whatever he did, a whole trilogy, that's an actual story. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend them. Silicon Messiah um, is a great album as well. It's sort of a gateway to get you. Get you it's a great title. Get you into him. Um, yeah, he is definitely somebody who should get more love than what he gets. There's so much more to him than the ex-Iron Maiden guy. He has done way more post-Maiden than Ripper Owens has done post-Priest. People are turned off just by knowing him as the the backup quarterback for Iron Maiden. But he became so much better and grew so much after Mm -hmm. he was out of the band. And people who don't have the time of day they probably are not even aware of that if they don't have the time of day for the Iron Maiden Blaze albums. What a subset. I mean, we're talking about, like, Iron Maiden's a popular band, but it's also a metal band, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a smaller that's a smaller section of the populace, and then the right. people who listen to those two albums of Iron Maiden, probably an even smaller section of the mm-hmm. populace, and the people who would listen to an album from that lead singer of those two albums is probably, like, <laughs> you. <laughs> So, <laughs> very true. Blaze mate dedicated it to you. Yeah, so he's yeah, he's definitely um that's a very good choice. That's a very, very good choice. I'm gonna go with a band we were just recently talking about, and that is Clutch. I am a massive Clutch fan. I love I like Clutch a lot, yeah. So the weird thing about Clutch is they're not a metal band, but they're a band that metalheads who know them love them. Yes. They they play speaking of Mastodon, I've seen them with Mastodon couple times they played with everybody they're a club band still i mean almost 30 years later they're just a club band i mean they they're on like festivals and they open some shows and things like that but really as far as the headlining band goes they're playing you know the house of blues mm-hmm. here in boston or whatever and i just think that they're incredibly underrated neil fallon is just an absolute genius songwriter in my Amazing. opinion he has that side project, the company band that we were talking about. Yeah. They, he actually got a shout out on uh, Maiden A to Z. No, on So Far, So Pod, um, he got a shout out. They got a shout out as well about that band. They're just a, a phenomenal band. And if you like, and they, you know, and they have some bluesier stuff and they have some heavier stuff. I would say Earth Rocker is probably their heaviest album, which I love. I also love um, Beale Street to Oblivion, which is more. Mm-hmm. bluesy i guess their early stuff has punk elements in it i mean they're yeah. just it's just a great band and, I and you you can hear them you can hear them too on um 
God, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I, Robot Hive, uh, Exodus is is. I love that album. I just love how weird it is. I'm a, a huge fan of Burning Beard and uh, you know Prophets of Doom. I think that's that's shit's great. And I there's a the early uh, an early album and I can't remember what the title. I just it's, I'm blanking on it. But there's Pitch a four Elephant Riders. No, not Elephant Riders. It's like um, the, it's one of their very first ones. But I just remember I just remember a um, one of Neil's lyrics. Um, something about. Uh, you're, you know, up on stage dancing in like a, a tutu and a helmet, uh, having us all wondering what's got into you or what you've got into. I'm like, it's such a great little like, I just can see him like looking at Perry Farrell going, what the fuck are you doing? Because it's at that time where Clutch yeah. is such a real down to earth no right. nonsense band, and then they see you know Scott Weiland like lighting himself on fire and going, what what the fuck is this? This is something. And and, and, and being more popular and probably going. That's exactly right. What exactly. what are we missing? You know. Yeah. But never compromising. That's the other thing is that they've been around for years and they've never been anything less than what they are. Anything. You know what I mean? They've never tried to be anything different. They've never jumped on a bandwagon. They've never done. A cold lake, right? They, they don't they're have a great cold lake. at that. They're authentic. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're. I mean, you go to see them live, and you don't know the set list because it oh, changes oh. every night, so it's always a surprise, which I I appreciate. Which is always yeah. fun. I do yeah. like that. I think oh. it's off. I think it's off of. Uh, yeah, I think it's off of uh, Transnational Speedway League. Yeah, I think it's off that. Fuck, I gotta find it. No, 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 no. It's Pure Rock Fury. That's it. It's Pure Rock oh, Fury. Oh, okay. I own all their stuff. I'll have to pull that out because I just I do love them Thanks. and uh, listen to them regular regularly. Yeah, I see them I, every yeah. time they come to town. Yeah, I just I very much enjoy them. Put that picture of your clutch collection up on Twitter alongside the <laughs> episode. <laughs> you get to pull everything out. I've gone ahead and split it here. As I said earlier, this has been a pain in the ass to edit because it's been over three hours long. I'm going to add a little bit of music, but most of the music is going to be on a playlist on Spotify. So tune in in the not-so-distant future for part two, and there may be a part three. (laughs) 